welcome back to naftalitrade.com and each us 247 kochi india greetings in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ i am professor jacob abraham this is a short expository message intending to study a verse from the scripture matthew chapter 5 to 7 are all about the kingdom of god in matthew 7 jesus is telling a series of short parables about the entry to the kingdom of god The scripture under study is as follows Matthew 7 22-23 Many will say to me that day Lord Lord have you not prophesied in your name cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name and then I will declare to them I never knew you depart from me you who practice lawlessness Jesus presents two types of people who will come to him on the day of separation and judgment. All will be seeking to enter the kingdom of heaven, but many will be turned away. Those who will be turned down will react in utter confusion and disappointment. Jesus will turn them down saying, "I never knew you." Jesus is rejecting these people who prophesied in his name. They have even performed miraculous acts such as striving out demons healing and other miracles but jesus is telling them i never knew you we are discussing here two important questions in connection with the above scripture the first question is are all those who perform miracles in the name of jesus must be from god or can we consider the ability to prophesy preach eloquently or perform miracles as a sure sign that a person is really saved by jesus and live under his lordship the second question is uh, who are these people and how can they do miracles in the name of jesus unless they are doing them by god's power and authority let us discuss these two questions in detail beginning in verse 13 jesus discourses at length on the subject of true faith and false professions using the technique of contrast and comparison in verse 13 and 14 describe two paths that lead to different destinations here jesus is presenting a dichotomy of choices in life There are two pictures in the parable one is that of a wide gate and broad way many people are going through it and its destination is destruction the second picture is that of a narrow gate and a narrow way few people go through it but its destination is life that means the broad way is full of people so crowded that they push at each other traveling to destruction since they are not either chosen or saved people there is cheating killing torturing and all kinds of wickedness among them it is not a comfortable journey there the narrow way is not crowded at all only few people travel through it to life all of them have chosen eternal life as their destination since they are chosen and saved by the blood of jesus there is no wickedness among them they live and travel under the lordship of jesus like the israelites in the desert journey through the narrow way is peaceful and joyful the story is not just about the width of two roads the key to this short parable is many and few jesus is speaking about people not about roads he will return to the concept of the many and few in verse 22 and 23 
In verse 15 to 18, Jesus again contrasts two types of people by using the imagery of sheep and wolves, graves and figs and thorns and uh, thistles, good trees and bad trees, good food and uh, bad food. Having established the idea of dichotomy in the mind of his hearers, he goes on to apply these truths to the spiritual state of all within his hearing. Remember Jesus is speaking about people not rocks animals or trees he is talking about many people and few people in Matthew 7:23 and 24 Jesus continues the dichotomy of many who profess faith and few who really have faith in Jesus Christ the many in the parable are not strangers to Christian religion they claim the name of Jesus these are those who would gladly say i am a christian they work their works in Jesus name they pray and heal in Jesus name they preach and teach in Jesus name they build huge churches and ministries in Jesus name they claim a relationship with him but Jesus never knew them please not the words i never knew you what does jesus mean by it there are two explanations to it one they were once saved by faith in christ but now they have backslidden second they were never saved not elected never justified and never sanctified by the holy spirit the first is arminianism and the second is calvinism but whatever may be the past life of these people jesus said in the parable that i never knew you the syriac version of the passage they call jesus not just lord lord but my lord my lord they presented a long list of works they have performed in the name of jesus but jesus took not the responsibility for their action he disowns all their deeds it is clear that whatever they had been doing in the name of jesus were not done with the approval assistance or power of jesus the tragedy is that they always believed that they are prophesying and doing miracles with the power and authority of jesus and it is a sure ticket to the kingdom of god but jesus condemned them saying that they practice lawlessness that means toward their popular career they had no relationship with jesus that can only mean that these people were not born of god's spirit if he never knew these people then they never belonged to him at any time jesus was not ditching them at the last moment but he never knew them they never had a relationship with him the above verse was spoken to the jewish crowd standing around jesus some of them had already expressed an interest in him and were calling him lord but jesus knew that many who called him lord during his earthly ministry would later refuse to accept the sacrifice on the cross the day of judgment is not a day to start a relationship with jesus but many on that day would call upon his name and claim a relationship based on the works they have performed in his name but the day of judgment is not a day of salvation true believers are the good trees that produce good food they are the true sheep who look to christ depend on him commit themselves to him trust in him and believe on him for righteousness salvation and eternal life these are the ones who will enter into the kingdom of heaven the exact meaning of i never knew you is the key topic of this discussion but before that let us think briefly about the question how could they perform miracles and prophesy in the name of jesus if he never knew them 
if these people never did belong to god how do we explain their ability to perform miracles can those who do not have the holy spirit actually cast out demons and um, perform miraculous healings and spectacular signs and um, wonders for this question there are three explanations popular among the theologians the first possibility is that their claims were simply false the prophecies exorcisms and miracles were fake and contrived casting out devils healing prophecy and good deeds can be stage managed for the popularity of a preacher following this evil practice for a long the preachers would deceive themselves that they are really doing all these works for the kingdom of god but the kingdom of god need no human work based on the desires of human flesh the second is that some miracles are done by the power of satan and his demonic host evil spirits can manipulate physical elements to their own deeds consider how satan afflicted job with a lightning windstorm and boils all over his body Exodus 7 describes the magicians and sorcerers of Egypt who imitated with evil power the signs performed by Moses with a god's power. In the New Testament Acts 13 verse 6 speaks about a Jewish false prophet called Bar Jesus. In Acts 19 verse 13 and 14 we read of a group of Jewish vagabond exorcists who were the seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest. Jesus predicted in Matthew 24 24 that false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive if possible even the elects. So we see that not all miracles come from God and not all who perform miracles in the name of Jesus are truly his. Today there are miracle workers, healers and exorcists who claim to work for Jesus Christ but are satanic deceivers. Jesus calls them evil doers because the miracles they perform have evil as their source. And third, there are times when God in his sovereign will and for his purpose will empower unbelievers to perform miraculous deeds. King Cyprus King Cyrus is a good example for it. Cyrus was a Persian gentile king who allowed Jews to return to Israel after 70 years of captivity. 150 years before Cyrus lived, the prophet Isaiah in chapter 44:28 prophesied about him as he is my shepherd and he shall perform all my pleasure. In Isaiah 45:1 he is called as God's anointed. He is the only man outside the covenant people of Israel who is called his anointed. The Hebrew word used for anointed is Moshiach, the word used for Messiah. Does that mean that Cyrus had a righteous standing before God or that Cyrus was filled with the Holy Spirit? Definitely no. The word anointed really indicates a person God authorizes and sets apart for his service. It only indicates that God chose him and appointed him for fulfilling a purpose of God. he would acknowledge yahweh to be a great god that is sufficient it is true that cyrus declared freedom to jews from captivity and assisted to rebuild the temple at jerusalem cyrus restored the temple treasures to jerusalem and allowed building expenses to be paid from the royal treasury but there is no proof that cyrus ever accepted yahweh as his only god and savior cyrus believed in polytheism that 
is he believed in all kinds of gods Cyrus was willing to acknowledge Yahweh among the many gods on earth he never went beyond that God prophesied about this gentile man 150 years before his birth that means God chose this man long before his birth to fulfill a particular purpose God used this man to declare freedom to Jews from captivity and helped them to rebuild the temple that simply means that God controls everything and no king exists on earth without his permission God can use believers as well as non-believers to accomplish his purpose on earth Balaam is another example for God using gentiles to fulfill his purpose Balaam was not an Israelite but apparently a Syrian who lived in Pethor a town situated near the river Euphrates his family traditionally were sorcerers magicians diviners and soothsayers Balaam is called the soothsayer in Joshua chapter 13 verse 22 but God used him to bless his people God put words of blessing to Israel in Balaam's mouth even though he was false and wicked and the most striking thing is that he prophesied about the coming messiah and the kingdom of God numbers 24 verse 17 I see him but not now I behold him but not near a star shall come out of Jacob a scepter shall rise out of Israel and batter the brow of Moab and destroy all the sons of tumult in mark 9 verse 38 39 we read the disciples complaining to jesus about a man who was casting out demons in his uh, name they continued that because he was not following the group with jesus the disciples forbade him from performing such miracles in the name of jesus but jesus answered them not to forbid him from doing miracles in his name jesus also added that no one who works miracles in his name can soon afterwards speak evil of him we are not sure whether this person had faith in jesus as the messiah the redeemer and the king it is not sure that he had accepted the lordship of jesus and also we have no reason to judge that he did not have the faith in jesus the prime example for god using people who are not chosen for salvation is uh, judas iscariot as we know judas Iscariot was one of the 12 disciples of Jesus. In Matthew 10 we read about the commissioning of the 12 apostles for a short term training by the rabbi Jesus. Verse 1 says that Jesus called his 12 disciples and gave them power over unclean spirits and to heal all kind of sickness. From verse 2 the names of the 12 disciples are given. In Luke chapter 6 verse 13 We read that he chose twelve whom he also named apostles. Mark 3.14 says that Jesus appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. Matthew 10.4 mentions the name of Judas as one of these twelve apostles, Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Jesus sent out this twelve after instructing them saying and as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand heal the sick raise the dead cleanse the lepers cast out demons freely you received freely give Jesus gave them the authority to preach heal sick 
cleanse the lepers and cast out demons it is reasonable to think that judas iscariot also had the same power as the other 11 judas might have prophesied cast out demons and performed miracles including healing the sick but ultimately he was proved to be a battery who practiced lawlessness he was never a true disciple of christ he was a deceiver and the son of perdition yet god gave him the power to do miracles for his own glory and to accomplish his will a miracle done by god is a display of his power through the medium of a man an act of healing the sick is a display of god's power through the agency of another so of preaching or prophesying the same principle is applicable to miracles done by evil powers also it is not necessary to connect the spiritual or moral character of a person with miraculous deeds god may use the agency of a man of talents though not pious to carry forward his purposes saving power is the work of god and he may convey it by any agency which he chooses jesus also spoke through many other parables about the day of judgment and separation in the parable about wheat and weed that we read in matthew 13 verse 24 to 30 jesus spoke about the final separation of the wicked from the good and the punishment of the wicked both wheat and weed grew up together in the same field to the time of harvest but on the day of the harvest the farmer ordered to collect the weeds separately and burn them and he ordered to gather all good weed to store them in his uh, granary so a day of separation and judgment is coming john the baptist also spoke about this day of separation matthew chapter 3 verse 12 his winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn but he will burn up the chaff with the unquenchable fire John the Baptist the greatest among prophets confessed that it is not in his authority to separate and judge the people the winnowing fan is in the hands of Jesus Jesus will clean the threshing floor and Jesus will separate the wheat and chaff but we have enough warning against uh, false prophets and preachers we are warned to keep ourselves away from them but we are not authorized to judge and stop them let us go back to our um, uh test the parable about false christians on the day of judgment many would tell jesus that lord lord have we not prophesied in your name cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name it may be observed that these men lay the whole stress of their salvation about what they have done in christ's name and not in christ in whom there is salvation the fact that many such persons are among us traveling through the broad way though they are prophesying casting out demons and doing many mighty works in Christ's name these religious people are called you who practice lawlessness it is sad that after performing many miracles preaching and prophesying healing and doing many good works in the name of Jesus they are denied the inheritance to the kingdom of god This is exactly the situation with the majority of religious actions practiced today in the world they are done in Jesus name but not by his authority this means that the things done are not commanded by Christ 
now let us move to the core of this message the final part of our discussion the words of jesus i never knew you do not convey the common understanding of the word god sees everything that exists on this earth he knows every action that takes place on this earth god is omniscient that means there is nothing hidden from his eyes there is no time in heaven and uh, hence no past and future in heaven everything is present that means by the omniscience of god he knew these persons and their works he knew what they had been doing all their days under the guise of religion he knew the principles of their actions and the views they had nothing is hidden from him then what is wrong with this people now let us come to the key phrase jesus said i never knew you new in greek is ginosko that describes knowledge that one gains through direct personal involvement or experience the words know and foreknow creates a different picture in the bible in scripture god's knowing often refers to his entering into a relationship with someone the word know is sometimes used in the bible to describe an intimate or personal relationship between man and woman wife and husband jesus is speaking about the spiritual relationship between the bridegroom and the bride so here jesus uses ginosko for new not to describe his understanding but the relationship with these evil doers so an intimate personal relationship with jesus is important for inheriting the kingdom of god this relationship does not go out of us we cannot create it by any works it must come out of jesus towards his chosen one jesus is the initiator and fulfillment of this intimate relationship we receive it by grace and grace alone our part is accepting it this is not a condition for prophets and preachers alone the same condition is applicable to all christians the name christian is not enough to enter into the kingdom but the king should have an intimate relationship with the person not only are there false teachers false preachers and false evangelists who will look real but there will be false christians also Jesus is not their lord they are not trusting god to forgive their sins they may even be leaders in the church but they are not real lifting a hand or filling a decision card at a crusade as a sign of committing our life to Jesus is very good but that does not create an intimate relationship with him it is only an expression of intent to start a relationship a relationship is a long way from there One person calling my lord won't make a relationship the other should also respond positively calling my son or my daughter here is the secret of knowing jesus and jesus knowing you does jesus know you does he has an intimate relationship with you this is the big question ask the question to yourself ask it to jesus if you feel insecure it is high time to mention the relationship with jesus hurry up jesus is coming soon Let me cut short. Thank you all for watching and hearing this short message. May God bless and keep you in peace. Amen.